Welcome. You're listening to the Michelle Miao Show here on the Progressive Voices Network. On this beautiful Thursday, we are launching a brand new program that we're bringing here on the show, and it's the Jack and Marmar Show. Enjoy. Welcome to the Jack and Marmar Show. We're so gay, so you don't have to be. We're keeping it real, keeping it clear. And keeping it queer. So, just a brief moment. Take a moment uh, to give a shout out to the Shakur family. Uh, Feeny Shakur passed away uh, at 60, 69. Yeah, they say it's probably a heart attack. Very sad. Uh, we want to just say rest in power, Feeny, and, and thank you for bringing the world all you did, especially bringing us Tupac. Yes, thank you for bringing Tupac, honey. Oh, so sad. It's been a heavy week. Whoa. It's been real heavy. A lot of. Death. What they say? Death comes in three. So Prince, Afini, and who else? I have nobody <laughs> else. There was somebody else recently, though. We're we're spacing out on yeah. it. Well, we had Natalie Cole and Bowie. Oh, there's Shar. Hi, Shar. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> Bowie was big. Yeah, so that's three. We're done. We're done. Um, I I just yeah, I'm still kind of reeling and in shock about Prince. He was huge for my life, and we just want to give it the queer perspective here. I mean, yeah. You know, controversy came out. I was a little kid. Well, it wasn't that little. I was in high school, but watching Midnight Special and here comes this man like in heels right. and, you know, thigh highs and he's prancing around and singing controversy and all this stuff about sex. And then Purple Rain came out right when I got out of high school and I mm-hmm. hadn't totally come out yet as gay. I knew I was probably gay. But here was this man who was just prancing around in purple and just being so overtly sexual right? in a feminine way, but still like hitting it with hot femme women. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was so in love with Apollonia. Yeah. And, and it was just amazing. Oh, here's our pit bull saying hi. Hi, hi Tino. So Prince was a genius and there's no getting around the fact that the man was just like, the music was a gift from God. I mean, it was like crazy talent. Um, he's my favorite guitar player. Yeah. You know, I think he's getting his due now as a guitar player. Before yeah. it was more of a musician, songwriter, mm-hmm. performer, producer. Um, they say in that vault that mm-hmm. he's got enough music down there for like to release a full album wow. every year for a hundred years. Wow. I can't even picture that. Like, is it going to get released? Like, I'm not, now I'm, like, anxious. I'm, like, what's in there? Like, right. I want to hear it. And what kind of stuff? <laughs> so what do you, like, what do you remember your first introduction? My first introduction to Prince was actually with you guys, um, with Purple Rain, here in Purple Rain. Really? I'm, like, what is Purple Rain? Because I never heard of it, you know? Wow. Here, this young, queer, what, I was a tween back then? Yeah. yeah I didn't know nothing. Yeah. So then you guys really educated me about like you know the gay community and stuff like that not that prince was a part of the gay community or anything but just um he was like a patron saint yeah (laughs) before he got all jehovah you know but even then when he was like religious he wasn't like i don't remember him actually saying anything was wrong maybe he did maybe he did overtly say homosexuality sexuality is wrong or something or he believes in the bible and so i don't know yeah, i mean everybody has their said. opinion i'm not gonna fault him for that at least he wasn't like disgusting with it you know right right he wasn't and i mean listen to us we're so used to you know disgusting that we'll take halfway but i mean i just i think for me he did 
I was giving him a pass, I yeah. think, because of what he had done for decades. So much he has contributed. Yeah, that I was kind of like, you know what? That was the power of his magic because he could be like, okay, I'm in my 50s now. I'm a Jehovah yeah. Witness. I'm talking about chemtrails and Illuminati. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to give him a pass because of everything he had done right. for us before. And frankly, I mean, he lost his babies. Like yeah. his little baby died. You know what? I, like... Like, that's something that you can't really understand unless you actually went through it. So, people want to judge judge. him and say whatever about him. It's like, no, he lost a child. So, well, two if you count the miscarriage. So, it's like, you know what? If he's going to have a religious conversion (laughs) to cope, let him be. (laughs) Let him be. Yeah. You know, it's just sad. But, um, his his legacy and his music live on and, and what he did for the queer community as far as like, I mean, I think of me, I was in a very formative time in my life and that that just gave full bloom permission for me to be like overtly sexual yeah. and to experiment. Really? And as a musician, oh yeah, the way he was on stage and the, his music and his topics and how he promoted women and he promoted like he really did yeah yeah i mean sheila e i mean i don't know if she's out but you know i saw her in a gay bar once yeah. and she was like <laughs> i i think she's out i hope i just didn't out sheila e did i just out <laughs> sheila e? probably did no <laughs> look it up she's had to be out sometime anyway well you're talking as if everybody knows what you're talking about and instead why don't you tell people more of like what when he came on the scene, he was such a gender bender and how special that was so special and explain it because they're seeing him on stage or they're thinking of him as a musician or a singer. Yeah. Well, with 1982 or three or four, you know, I was in high school. I graduated in 1983 and purple rain came out in 84, but Prince was on my radar you know, he was out there, like controversy had come out. And like I said, I saw him on the midnight specials, this Friday night live music thing. Yeah. There was no MTV. (laughs) So we'd wait all week and then here it come. And you'd be like, Whoa, who is this? And then being in the Bay area, I'd heard, you know, when I was in high school, he'd come and play. He opened for the Rolling Stones when they were here at the Oakland Coliseum. But, you know, so the stones was cool putting him in the intro slot. But there was word that, like, people were throwing bottles. People were flipping out. I mean, of course, look what he was bringing out on the stage. I mean, it was something new and different. And when people don't understand something new and different, they automatically result to hating at first. Right, right. And he was prancing around in high heels. He was singing in a falsetto. He was this little guy coming out in his trench coat (laughs) and his little bikini. And I love it. Singing about overtly sexual... It was like... It was like what Mick Jagger wanted to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> and total gender bending. And right. so I the love it. Purple Rain comes out and it's like, whoa. And just the whole storyline, you know, the strife and the domestic stuff at home and then him wanting to like bust out with his music. And so as a musician that spoke to me, but then also, you know, as someone who had this burgeoning kind of like queerness coming on, it was like, oh, whoa, he is so unique and different. <laughs> And just being his own person and, and almost being embracing his femininity as a man. It was like, in a weird way, it gave me permission to embrace my masculinity as a woman. It was just like, anything is possible. You can do anything. And it was in the era of, you know, like MTV had just started. So here comes music video. 
And Annie Lennox from Eurythmics was, you know, dressed in a suit. And it was just a wild time that yeah. everybody was just experimenting. Boy George, you know, everybody was experimenting with gender. And um, so he was basically one of the pioneers for that um, gender bending. Totally. Totally. And the fact that he could just play a wicked guitar just kept all the naysayers quiet. Because right. <laughs> it was like, if you were into his music or not, you could say what you wanted to say. But like, whoa, as a musician, as a you, musician just, you just you had, had to, to bow down. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the big greats knew that. Like, I think even Eric Clapton's quoted as saying, like, you know, he's one of the greatest guitar players ever. So, Prince, his purple majesty. And just that he picked purple the color majesty. purple, right? Yes. So okay. Such a royal cup. Co- I mean, color. And such a royal color. <laughs> yeah. So, we're just sending prayers out to the universe. You know, it's like one of our queer patron saints is gone. And I know there is a backlash. People were complaining. Yeah. Like, people were like, oh, don't be, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, at the end, was saying he hated gay people. And I was like, you know, I never... Never I heard never heard him say nothing about that. I mean, if he would have said something like that, I'm sure it would have been like on all the major news outlets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So we say goodbye to Mr. Purple Power. Prince, rest in power. Peace. Rest in peace. We love you. And music will live on. All right, honey. Beyonce. Lemonade drop. What? What? What just happened? So, major news on Beyonce and her Lemonade album. Um, So, all 12 of her tracks are charting on the billboards, which has never been done before, except for Rihanna, the head of 11. Really? Yeah. Not even Madonna? No. Whoa. Okay. And all of her solo studio albums, all six of them, are number one hits. Wow. And that has never been done. And so, you know, Lemonade is a movie slash visual album. Yeah, that was interesting when that came out. That was just like, I'm going to give you an interpretation. Like, what was it? (laughs) I have yet to see it. I know Hamla gets done for that. But I've seen like little clips and stuff like that. I feel like I don't. I'm going to see the whole thing. Just give me time. I saw... What was the baseball bat? Yes. Pounding And it car. said, like, hot sauce on a baseball bat. That's So, hilarious. when she said, I have hot sauce in my bag, she was actually talking about a baseball bat in her bag. Right? Do not mess with me. <laughs> Do not mess with Queen so, so, she's not divorcing Jay-Z, though. No. Actually, at the end of her, um, her first leg of her Lemonade tour, I mean, formation formation tour that's how you know i'm not in a beehive honey because i don't got none of it right i'm just a fan <laughs> but um <laughs> you're a beehive so, visitor right i'll come and visit you know but um so at the first leg of her formation tour she actually at the end of that um at the end of it she said i love you jay-z yeah i saw something on tv that was like my beautiful husband right. i was like whoa you just made a whole movie right. an album yeah. About telling him, I will kill you dead. <laughs> I will hit you dead with a baseball bat. I mean, I remember the the elevator like footage. Of oh Solange, my God, I was just watching sister that. Just beating the crap out of him. Now, now the hilarious part that I heard about was um, supposedly he had had something with Rachel Roy. Rachel Roy. But the beehive right. thought it was Rachel Ray. Ray. So they were going crazy <laughs> on her Instagram. They were like literally bullying her. Little 30-minute like. kitchen meals like going crazy and it was like vandalizing her account. But the part that 
irritates me is that okay it's okay to go after rachel ray she's a grown-up and adult she can handle like you know the media and the critics and and stuff like that but once you start like attacking their children and yeah. her daughters saying that oh you're a whore just like your mom oh, and Jesus. just That's letting crazy. her picture it on instagram it's just like okay enough, enough is enough enough <laughs> yeah and so okay so no divorce but kind of this whole like I I have to say, though, the clip that I saw, I was very impressed with the fact that um, Beyonce is making this statement as, like, sisterhood is powerful. Yes, yes. Like, sister to sister, woman to woman, we're going to deal with this. But then at the end, it's like, oh, well, I guess redemption. I don't know. She has this full arc thing of forgiveness. Well, because she doesn't want to end it on, like, anger. So she wanted to end it on, like, a good note, you know? It's everything is about forgiveness and redemption and stuff like that. And I feel on what she's saying. The part that irritates me with Beyonce well, is that... It, it, go ahead. The part that irritates me with Beyonce is that she exploits her relationship with Jay-Z a lot. Mm. And okay, we gotta, we gotta hold it on that note. We're gonna talk <laughs> more about this. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? (laughs) Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side. As a unified team of the best fertility specialists, guided by the highest ethical standards, Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Weatherford BMW is where I spend a lot of my time. I love what I do and I love the people I work with. But work's not the only thing I love. I love the everyday simple things in life, like mornings at my favorite coffee shop, taking walks with my dogs around Point Isabel, and spoiling my partner for a scenic but thrilling ride. That's the beauty of living the Bay Area dream. We're just being ourselves, living our authentic life. Live your authentic life, a special message by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.ale. G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care, serving your community. We're back. It's the Jack and Marmar Show. And hey, we were everybody. talking about Beyonce. So continue what you were saying. Yeah, what we left off was that how I feel. This is just my feelings. You know, we're cancers here. We're, we talk about our feelings. We're not judgmental. Okay? So I'm going to start by we're saying emotional, that. emotional, not judgmental. Yeah, I don't want the beehive, you know, attacking me on Instagram. But um, I feel like she exploits her relationship with Jay-Z a lot. Um, why I say that is because she has all these albums and songs and lyrics that's apparently are really about him like i remember ring the alarm like when she was like crying and everything in that video and then she gets off the stage and she's all lovey-dovey with him 
So I'm just like, okay, Beyonce, what are we doing? And I'm oh, it's their it's their storyline. Storyline. It's, it's her stage right. storyline. Right. Interesting. That makes sense. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just putting I mean, in my opinion on I, what They I got say. a daughter, and as soon as she knows how to read and see stuff, like Jay Z's got to be singing a different tune. But right. whatever, you know, because he's Mister. I'm so badass, and I got my my yeah. little girl from Texas. And then I feel like even with Blue Ivy, like, it's going to take some time for her once she grow up in, like, her teen years. She's going to realize, like, Mom. Mom, you were prancing around in (laughs) six-inch heels. You look good. That and, (laughs) oh, my God, I remember. Femme ferocity. I remember Beyonce. She is femme ferocity without being gay, right? I remember Beyonce said something about um, it was her and Blue Ivy heading to, um, I guess to her formation tour, one of the um, arenas. Uh-huh. And then um, Blue Ivy was looking out the window. And then Blue Ivy said to Beyonce, Mom, are we heading to your work? As they're driving up to the <laughs> arena. like So basically, anytime they drive up to an arena, that's, that's her work. That's her office. That's her office. She checks in and here comes <laughs> Sasha Fierce. Hey, whatever happened to Sasha Fierce? Was right, that another yeah. persona that just... I think she's over that. She's over that. Now she's just Beyonce. <laughs> now she's I'm going to take a baseball bat out of my bag and bash your head in. If you go hang out with that 30-minute kitchen maid. Okay. Just kidding. No, Rachel Roy, Who who is she anyway? She She's actually for- um, Rockaware creative director. Like, I don't know who still wears Rockaware, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're emotional, not judgmental. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is that just a cover-up title or what? So, wait, she worked at Jay-Z's company. Jay-Z and Damon Dash, when they were first starting up, she started out as an intern with Damon Dash uh -uh. and um, Jay-Z. Unpaid position. Yeah. And then that led to the missionary position. (laughs) (laughs) Mama. It led her to creative director. It's called lawsuit. (laughs) Oh, boy. So, then there's Beyonce... Like, what was she, like a virgin when she met him? I yeah, she was oh, a Christian God. virgin, honey. God. <laughs> well, I think the song, The Daddy Lessons, is really critical. And, and, and we're not talking about, you know, hot daddy. Like, No. We're not talking about gay daddy stuff. No. Unfortunately. I... This, is, this is just her working her stuff through because of her daddy and his other family. And then who's she drawn to? Right. And it shows a lot because Jay-Z should learn from this album, actually, especially with that daddy song, because it's saying, if you if you see your dad doing wrong in the marriage, it's going to reflect on your daughter's relationship with her with her um, boyfriend or husband. That's so true. if Jay-Z doesn't want Blue Ivy to be treated how he's treating Beyonce, then he needs to check himself. Well, there you go. That is so true. <laughs> and I know that is true. I mean, you just repeat history sometimes. And um, anyway, we got Buddy the dog barking in the back here. Hey, you never know what's gonna who's gonna come through here. So let's let's talk about we got Beyonce dropping lemonade. We got Prince passing away, which was still so horrible. That's why we're a little like down right down now. a little bit. You know, we still feeling it. I mean, he was a real prolific, you know, figure. So. Yeah, he had a great influence on a lot of culture. Um, but who's touring right now? Who's like, who do you feel? I mean, you feel like Beyonce is probably like who, you know, Madonna, she's a world tour. She just, she does her thing no matter what. She just, she'll never stop. But who's the next, like. The next big thing that I who's got. carrying the torch? 
I feel like Sony, Sony has like all the major hitters, like Beyonce, he had, I think Zayn from One Direction is on Sony. A lot of the heavy hitters are on Sony. And so it's surprising to me that Lauren Hill actually just um, made a statement on her Tumblr saying that she's actually signing on with Sony. Really? And wow, releasing. I love Lauren Hill. Yeah, she hasn't released a, a project since 98. Wow. Yeah. She's got an amazing <laughs> voice, an amazing singer. So the interesting part, so I'm just going to read what she said on her um, on her Tumblr. Mm-hmm. She said, it has been reported that I signed a new record deal and that I did this to pay taxes. Yes, I have recently entered into an agreement with Sony Worldwide Entertainment to launch a new label on which my new music will be released. And yes, wow. I am working on new music. Wow. Okay. All well, you right. know, speaking of Prince, he was very concerned about her and oh. reached out through some of his surrogates and people because you know he was never public about it yeah yeah he did all this stuff he like donated money that we had solar panels in in west oakland and wow and, you know into the schools and music schools but he was trying to help her out and get her back out too which yeah. is really wonderful that's amazing i love her she's got an amazing voice i love the fujis so big political time What's going on lately in politics in your world? You're in 20, my world, in my young you're 23, world. <laughs> I'm older. I want to hear what is your world saying? My world saying is actually still actually rooting for Bernie, which is surprising. Yeah. From all the other stuff that's being presented in the media between him and Hillary. Like yeah. I was actually a Bernie. I was feeling the burn for Bernie. But then now I'm just like up the hill with Hillary. So <laughs> 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 And, and I mean, people are talking burn. I mean, I feel like the progressive movement, you know, they definitely want a symbol and a person. Right. Um, do you feel like he's it or should there be another person in that seat? I mean, I mean, I was feeling burning in the beginning. I felt like what he needs to show back on is being so defensive. I feel like he's being so defensive. Mm. And where Hillary, she just states facts all the time. Say right. talk. Right. <laughs> it's just like right. Bernie is like, okay, Bernie, we get what what's your what you're promising and what you're saying. Let's stop defending your character and and stop trying to point fingers. Him and this finger wave it oh, has God, to go. It nuts. <laughs> but we're not judging. We're not judging. <laughs> you know, this is how we feel. It just sets us off. <laughs> we don't like finger pointing in our faces. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just real weird. And I'm just like Bernie. Let's um go back to the drawing board and yeah you know figure something else out yeah well we got indiana and then on the right side i mean it's just a hot mess you're gonna tell me what bathroom i can go to you're gonna walk in and actually like say excuse me what how were you born what were you born can you imagine somebody dragging me out of oh my goodness i would go crazy right (laughs) and then i'm thinking okay well how are they going to enforce this ridiculous law laws because now alabama just came out with it too in north carolina and i guess mississippi but it's like so for a cop to show up and do something and enforce a law somebody's got to call that cop right and say something's going on that's against the law so then cop man woman shows up (laughs) and they're gonna like drag somebody out of a bathroom because they want to know your original how are they gonna check your original gender right that's total invasive privacy i'm just like you don't know it's just one lawsuit after another getting set up they are pissed off that we got gay marriage Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and took it all the way to the Supreme Court, and now they're going to get us in the bathroom. They couldn't get us in the bedroom, (laughs) and now they're going to get us in the bathroom. Oh, Lord. Let us be. Have mercy, honey. We want to sleep with who we want to sleep with and wake up with who we want to wake up with, and we want to piss is how we want to (laughs) piss. I mean, really? Well, I just feel like a lot of people are just on the edge with that, especially with the bathroom and that controversy with that woman. That yeah, what was? I feel like that was a little bit like contrived on purpose because they wanted to show how ridiculous it was. Do you think like somebody actually called that cop? Like it was. Really- I believe really so. So this is basically what happened for a lot of people that don't know what happened. I don't know her name, but basically there was a woman that was using the bathroom, and there was a man. There was a man filming her. Yeah. And long story short, she sued the place or whatever, and she got like $11, 12000000 million off of it. Personally, I feel... Oh, that's different than what I thought you were talking about. What well, you thought that, I was That's invasion of privacy. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's against... I law. mean, that's why I feel like people are so sensitive with, you know, allowing... Because what if a man just comes in here, comes into the women's bathroom, oh, I'm transgender, right. you know? Right. So it's just, I, it's just like, I just feel like... they. Is they need to put more research and more effort into it. I get people are trying to be like political, politically right, but it is a sensitive, you know, sensitive topic and a sensitive issue. Or have gender neutral bathroom, right? Like build another toilet bathroom. You know, you got the pipes <laughs> coming in. Just add another little closet, put a toilet in there, and a lock on the door. It's real easy, right? I've seen them at airports. I mean, my office building has one in the gym. If I don't feel lazy, I can go down to the second floor. Otherwise, I walk into the women's room. There's five stalls. And mostly, well, lately with all this mm-hmm. news, it's been really funny because everybody's been like, hi. Right. Hi, how are you? And they right. want to be Being super friendly. Yeah. yeah. They want to show that they're really sweet and supportive. But there are some times when I come walking out and a woman will come walking in and she gets a jolt at first, like she's walking in the wrong bathroom Yeah, and like, Oh, whoops. I went to the wrong door. Cause she sees me at first. And I'm always like, I have to be disarming. I want to, cause I yeah. don't want to freak people out and scare people. And it's like, but you shouldn't even have to think like that. You should be able to walk into the bathroom and use it in peace. You shouldn't have to be worrying okay. about what people are going to be feeling and stuff like that. Like that's no, just it's very true. It's very true. But I think that, you know, like if there's somebody like a little old lady or whatever, right. I'm a little taller. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody to feel that fear because as as a woman, whether I can be transgender, butch, dyke, queer, whatever, with, yeah. you know, surgery and have a flat chest, but I still know because I walk this earth in a body and as a little girl mm-hmm. that I know what that, you know, you had to be careful. You go right. in the bathroom, be careful. Right. So they're using that primal fear against mm-hmm. people because really, honestly... Like, look at Laverne Cox, okay? Yes, like, fierce, honey. Beautiful. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, no, honey, you got to go to the men's room. Right. Really? And then you got some pig, like, what was that chief, the the speaker of the house that just got uh, Dennis Hastert or whatever? Got, uh-huh. got, uh, he's, he's a child molester. He's going to jail. Oh, yeah. I, was, I saw anyway, an article about that. That's who you got to worry right. about. Anyway, so what else is new? So now we're gonna send stroll it over to pop culture, <laughs> our favorite kind. <laughs> so, um, you Drake fans out there and Odell Beckham Jr. fans out there, um, Odell is actually opening up about their trip to London together. Wait, what? <laughs> right? You say it in a certain way. <laughs> what do you mean their hey. trip to London together? I mean, he Odell Beckham Jr. reportedly has been spending a lot of time at Drake's house. 
um, during the time that he's been recording his new album, um, Views, okay. which is actually a good album. He actually released it the same week as Beyonce released Lemonade. Okay. What is there, like, rumors about this? Yeah, there are rumors that, you know, there might be something going on between them. Really? But then, on the other hand, there's he's dating Zendaya. Huh. Okay. Well, we're going to wrap it up real quick. We'll be right back on that hot topic. Jack and Marmar show. Hi, I'm Marsha Levine, and I'm the parade manager for San Francisco Pride. The thing about working for San Francisco Pride, or really any pride, is that you're creating a space, a venue, an opportunity for somebody who lives someplace where they're not as free to be LGBT, to come out, be with others, like them, identify, and feel a sense of community as well as freedom. If Pride can do that for just one person and make them feel a part of something instead of making them feel like they're alone. That's why I continue to work on Pride to this day. I think that San Francisco especially is a freelancer's dream. It's one of the best cities where you can come and you can work on contract for as little or as much as you want to. It's a, a big part of what I do to be able to afford to live in San Francisco. Saving's really important. San Francisco is not an inexpensive place to live. And when you have extraordinary circumstances cropped up, uh, like illness or other expenses, repairs and things like that. If you don't have the savings, that could really affect your ability to remain a viable member of San Francisco's residents. Spotlight on success and achievement. Brought to you by Wells Fargo. Together we'll go far. Welcome back to the Jack and Marmar show. So Marmar, you yeah. were discussing the bromance between Drake and Odell Beckham. Oh, yes. Yeah. So let's touch back on that. So he did actually an interview. You actually find it on YouTube with DraftKings. So I have a statement that he said. I'm just going to read it. He says, quote, I'm usually the one who has people with him and they're following me. And it's like, this is my crew and my people. I got to take care of them. I'm responsible for them, he said. So to be able to sit back and take the back seat, it was just real humbling for me to be somebody who now I'm looking around and watching out for what's going on instead of being the one that everybody is looking at. They're looking at him. I love seeing somebody shine. Oh, my God. So he's he's happy to be a bottom. Ah! <laughs> wait, wait. What? Who is the one talking? <laughs> That's um, Odell Beckham Jr. Right? So he's like found a daddy. You hit the nail on the head. Because I was thinking, I'm like, okay, he's He's, he's having he's to be a bottom. top all the time. <laughs> and now he just gets to sit back and be like, Drake, baby, you tell everybody what to yes, do. I, I love it. But wait, they just happened like, it, now how old is Drake? Drake is... He's older than Odell. So he did this interview on April 27th. 
I think, yeah, he's older than Odell Beckham Jr. Because Odell, so Odell's Odell like Odell my just age. So kind of like, I'm getting some um, lessons in running a crew from you. Like, you know, little protege, little mentor. It's like he got a mentor. Yeah, basically. Because, you know, um, side note, he's actually interested in music as well. Got so, it. So he's um, kind of taking him on as like... Maybe might maybe might get some music from him. I don't know. Hmm. Drake, I mean, okay, but then Drake would be like, you know, bi, which is totally doable. Yeah, I could see him as bisexual. Because isn't wasn't he all up on Rihanna? Yeah, he was up on Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. Oh my god! So so him and Nicki Minaj have cut ties. Like this is major because they grew up on the same record label. You know, I think it's Young Money. Yeah, Young Money, which uh-huh. is Lil Wayne's um, label, and actually came up together. Um, Drake came out first, and then Nicki Minaj came along as well. So, Anaconda. Hey, my Anaconda. <laughs> but yeah, that's the song. But um, so Nicki Minaj, um, she's you know she's pers- she she's growing and she's becoming this major star in her own right. Drake's becoming this major star in his other right. They're like, for me in my eyes and fans' eyes, they were like brothers and sisters. And so for them to, like, just cut ties like that, Drake actually made a statement. Um, this is not a quote from him, but I'm just going to paraphrase this, that um, he kind of had a feeling that Nicki Minaj was going to cut ties with him. I mean, what does that mean, cut ties? Like, <laughs> like you're dead to me? Is this, like, mafia? Like, you know, you're you're out. Well, you're I not- just feel like there's a certain time, like, when you reach a, a height in your career, you got to be real skeptical about who you, who you bring around. Because a lot of the time, there were rumors that... Anytime she's around a man, oh, she's dating him, she's having sex right. with him. I so, mean, they cut business ties or relationship yeah. ties or just any kind of tie. Okay, I do have to ask. Okay, about producer Shar, <laughs> producer Shar here. So wait, Drake is cutting ties with no Nicki Minaj is cutting ties with Drake. Now would that be because he's getting out with Odell Beckham mm. and she's trying to? Oh, you calling her homophobic? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh dear God, don't get that. Uh oh. Uh oh. She can't be homo. I mean, most of her fans are gay, so she better watch out. Huh? Well, we're going down a tangent. We don't even know. <laughs> right. But there is a bromance brewing. Yeah, they have a major bromance. I mean, I love it. I'm for it. Um, if there's a reality show in the making, okay. I'm for it. Odell Beckham Jr. just tired of being a top. We got that. (laughs) So what else is going on? So in my other media news, we have, um, we're going to troll back on to the Kardashians. (laughs) I got one thing to say because, you know, I, I will admit it. I was like, oh, wow, this family, what are they known for? Yeah. Not talented. Oh, they got their brands. I got, you know, but then the But more, you grew to like them. I grew to like it because <laughs> I was finally like, come on, Kim, you have so many followers. Use the power of good. For Be good. the force of good. Yeah. And that whole episode, you had me watch about the Armenian genocide. And she goes to Armenia. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the Kar- Kardashians are Armenian. Yeah. Hello, first clue, the last name. <laughs> and they go to Armenia and they do this whole thing and they go to this monument and they talk about their ancestors being driven out. And I mean, it was really it was deep. Re- yeah, it was real big. I it mean, and pretty powerful. This was actually filmed like six months ago. So she actually brought awareness to it before, right. you know, people actually 
called it the one-on-one genocide and stuff like that. To all her millions of followers. And Kanye was there with her. Kanye. really cute. And she brought Baby North along. Um, and she brought Khloe Kardashian. Which cracks my <laughs> shit up because Khloe, they're talking about after Armenia, they're going to take little baby North to Jerusalem to get baptized. And Chloe, he says, oh, me, you, and Kanye in Jerusalem? We're going to rock that town. We're going to own that town. She's talking about Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Where I'm just like, oh, my God. This, this She's modern just being media silly. stuff. But, yeah, I, I grew like that. And, you know, hey, the hidden story out of all of it, Caitlyn Jenner is. Yeah, the, oh, my God. So, I mean, you know, they go on and on and on. And little do they know, like, the biggest story is sitting in the They're sitting mix. right there. Well, dad. one of the biggest stories, yeah, no, the second true. biggest story is O.J. Simpson, Khloe Kardashian, Chris Jenner. Yeah, now we're getting <laughs> a rumor. Okay. We but, don't okay. know. So let's get back onto what... Until the DNA test. Yeah. You know, everything's official. But Khloe, we want to wish Khloe and Lamar the best. I mean, we want Lamar to get... You know, you got me all emotionally invested in it now. Now I'm, like, worried about Lamar. But I just, um, yeah, I have to say I was I was impressed. It's yeah. not just fluff when you can bring millions of followers who have no clue about it and let them know about their Armenian genocide. Yes, I so love it. Hats off, Kim. Yes, Kim. So, but in the major news with the Kardashian family, Lamar Odom is actually back in the in their midst and stuff. So really? yes, and you know he hasn't met Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. And you know him, Caitlyn really? Jenner. Yeah, he hasn't met Caitlyn Jenner, Lamar. So Caitlyn Jenner and Khloe Kardashian has been beefing over text because of an interview that Khloe Kardashian did that Caitlyn Jenner feel like she bashed her or the family or whatever. Mm. Um, well, so, Caitlyn just needs to be quiet about all that Republican stuff. Yeah. I think she's getting a quick lesson. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's getting a lot of uh, new fame about it. And she has to, like, you know, capitalizing on the right way but um what i was going to say was that well she's friends with candace kane that's a good thing candace yeah, would be a good influence that's a good influence her. i mean and most of the time she doesn't even listen to candace kane which she if should you watch i am kate like i feel like i want to watch i am candace because yeah, you right <laughs> amazing her and kate bornstein that would be amazing but anyway yeah. i digress <laughs> but basically um it's weird that um Caitlyn Caitlyn Jenner and Khloe Kardashian are on the odds because Lamar is husband to Khloe Kardashian. So is there going to be some kind of you know them against Caitlyn or whatever? Because what they were showing on the previews of the Kardashian um, was that Caitlyn Jenner there was all at a dinner. Lamar Odom, all the family. Caitlyn Jenner was like to Lamar. Um, we have a lot of catching up to do. And then Lamar just had like this um, surprised look on his face. Like that was like literally his first time seeing Caitlyn. Mm. Like, oh, you know, they build up. The drama. <laughs> they got to build it up somehow. They got to have tension and drama. So we all keep watching like, oh God, what's going to happen? I mean, Lamar was in a freaking coma in a brothel, right? So right. yeah, like, yeah, he needs to kind of. That's what I'm like, why is he being back thrown in front of cameras? Like, let him rest yeah. for six months. <laughs> but see, I know Kris Jenner how she thinks. What? She's like, keep you all together in one room. Right. Keep you all together so we can all take care of each other and I can watch you all. Yeah. You know, she wants everybody in one room so they're not off on their own doing bad things. I love Chris. I'm just going to say that. I you know. know. 
Tiger's mom. Yeah. Tiger's crazy mom. (laughs) There's like a lot of speculation about, you know, she exploited her children and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, the the children love what they are doing. Well, and they're a tight family. Yeah. They fight and they argue and they still love each other. I mean, I know coming from a big family, you all have your like little things and you're not going to talk to each other for a bit. You get upset. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're family. You're family, you know. They are funny to watch, I have to say. (laughs) Yes. Okay, Kardashian love. (laughs) Armenian genocide. Look it up, people. It's real. It happened. Yes. Um, So, yeah, this politic thing. I mean, I have to say, let's just go back to politics for a second. Because it is a stressful time. And I feel like it's only going to get more stressful. Oh, my God. I'm really freaked out because, like, Trump keeps getting all this attention. He's going to be the runner-up for the Republican. It's going to be him against Hillary. No, I must call it. And have you seen, like, there's (laughs) protests, there's riots, there's stuff going on every time he appears? Every time he's appeared. I mean, we can't have that as a president. If he goes somewhere, is it going to be a riot and fighting every every time he go out somewhere? No, I know. Did you hear what? It was so funny. The correspondence dinner. White House correspondent. Oh yeah, Obama said that was his last one. Oh, he dropped the mic. So Obama <laughs> out. But I loved what he said. Um, he said, "What was it? Oh yeah, Trump is used to talking with world leaders. Miss Argentina, <laughs> Miss Azerbaijan, Miss uh, yeah. It, it was just like yeah. He right. was throwing major like shade to everybody. You know, it, everybody didn't have everybody. He was coming for everybody. You know, yeah, it, was it was fun funny. and games. It was he funny. actually said." Um, he actually was going for Bernie and Hillary. He was like, I feel the burn. I feel I feel the burn, which is um Bernie's slogan. Yeah. He was like, That's like a crazy like slogan or whatever. It really shouts out to the younger crowd. That's all he got. And then he was like saying to Hillary, it's like your old auntie joining Facebook <laughs> trying to be cool. <laughs> it was just funny. It was like he was just going across everybody. It wasn't he wasn't going it after was nobody. Funny. I read a few, man. He went after Trump. <laughs> He got Trump. Oh he does God. not feel Trump. Obama does not like Trump. Well, remember, at all. Trump was the one who kept saying, You weren't even born here. Right. I mean, Trump was going after Obama in right. 2008. Okay, there were some crazy quotes from the White House correspondence oh dinner. Read us some of the best ones. <laughs> all right, so here's one talking about Donald Trump. The president seemed surprised that Donald Trump didn't show up and puzzled it out. Quote You got a room full of reporters, celebrities, cameras, and he says no. Is this dinner too tacky for Donald? What could he possibly be doing instead? Is he at home eating a Trump steak, tweeting out insults to Angela Merkel? I'm like, <laughs> Obama has no filter that night. He, hey, was just... <laughs> he doesn't have to run again. He's done. <laughs> and then he has one on Bernie. Um, Because Bernie Sanders was actually in the audience. Uh-huh. Bernie Sanders was in the audience, which was good for a few laughs at his age and fustiness. Obama- fastidious. Fastidious. Obama took aim at his politics. I am, quote, I am hurt, though, Bernie, that you have been distancing yourself a little from me. I mean, that's just not something you do to your comrade. Uh, Um, (laughs) Your comrade. That's a dig at his, like, radical Marxist, quote, unquote, (laughs) politics. Yeah, no, it, it's it's known each year they do. And it was oh my God, funny. I have another good what? one. Okay, go. So this is um, going back to uh, Bernie's Feel the Burn um, mm-hmm. slogan for his campaign, and he's actually tying in with Hillary Clinton. So um, he quotes, you don't put a relaxer in your hair for 40 years and not feel the burn. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's silly. Oh 
god, that's good. I mean, you do those relaxers or and texturizers too that you feel that burn. Oof. Oh my goodness. Oh honey, I just remember from bleaching my hair back when I was younger. Oh my goodness. So yeah, Barack and Michelle are gonna be gone soon. I don't even want to think about it. I know. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna find out where they're staying. I'm gonna move to that state. <laughs> That's what I got in mind. Well, I heard the <laughs> oldest daughter, Malia, I think she's going to Harvard, so. Oh, shout out. Yeah, wow. Right? Okay. And she's okay. actually taking a year off first. Oh, we like those year offs. Mm-hmm. And it kind of makes sense because you don't want to go into college as the president's daughter, as the first daughter of the United States, like major like cameras in your face on your first yeah. day of college. Anyway, that's enough about that. When we get back, we will going to talk about gay male icons. You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this. Yeah, I'm ready for our family. So where do we start? <laughs> Starting a family is a team effort, and when life needs a little encouragement, Pacific Fertility Center will be right by your side as a unified team of the best fertility specialists guided by the highest ethical standards. Pacific Fertility Center provides patients with compassionate fertility care. Visit PacificFertilityCenter.com. Weatherford BMW is where I spend a lot of my time. I love what I do, and I love the people I work with. But work's not the only thing I love. I love the everyday simple things in life, like mornings at my favorite coffee shop, taking walks with my dogs around Point Isabel, and spoiling my partner for a scenic but thrilling ride. That's the beauty of living the Bay Area dream. We're just being ourselves, living our authentic life. Live your authentic life, a special message by Weatherford BMW. When asked, 90% of seniors say they want to remain in their own homes as they age. Hello, I'm Charles Symes, owner of Allegra Home Care. Our caregivers have been serving seniors and the aging community for over 20 years. Allegra Home Care is the only Bay Area home care agency that is LGTB certified. Helping LGTB seniors stay at home is our passion. Please visit us at www.alegrecare.com. Allegra Home Care serving your community. And we're back. Jack and Marmar show. I'm Jack. I'm Marmar. So this last segment here, Marmar, gay icons. Come on now. See, now when you think about gay black icons that's relevant now, nothing comes to my mind. And I just feel sad about that. I mean, they're, they're there. Mm -hmm. They're just not out. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, it just comes to me as a business thing. It's like, they can't be out because they're afraid that their audience is predominantly the heterosexual community and they're going to not get a lot of stuff if they come out about that. The other side of me is like, okay, um, we have all these transgenders people coming out and they're being supported like mm-hmm. no other. Mm-hmm. So why is it that the gay black community, they don't feel... Mm. Like, this is the time to come out. Mm. Like, if the transgender community is so good, like Laverne Cox, Caitlyn Jenner, they Mm. all came out and they have 
media up. coverage just yeah. out this world. Yeah. I just feel like it's time for, okay, let's get out the closet now, people. Yeah. Gay, well, black, like, people. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> we have James Baldwin, but, like, he's not a pop star. He's right. a writer. Right. And he's dead. Right. You know? And I mean... <laughs> and he's dead. For, like... For, like... <laughs> Us older white people, I'm like, okay, Madonna, but I mean, she's not even gay. You know, it's like, who's our gay icon? Who's I like, mean, we do have. I mean, you gotta say icon. Icon. You know, we do have. I would say Patrick Ian Polk. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> From Noah's Ark, the film director, he did Jump in the Broom as well. Nominated. Oh, right, right, but he's yeah. not like iconic. He's well, he is kind of iconic. I mean, he's been nominated for three NWACPs. So NWACP. <laughs> you're right. You're right. What? I in my brain I was hearing NWA. I was all back on like Easy E and Ice Cube. Oh my god, they should give awards. That would be great. Yeah, that would be amazing. Actually, that would be like in your face, like Black yeah. Icons Awards. Black Day Icons. NWA. That was our producer, Shar, asking me to clarify. Well, they already give, like, BET awards and stuff, but they don't give, like, big gay icon awards. No, but I mean, just in general, like, big gay icon, who is it? I mean, RuPaul. RuPaul, is, like, yeah, let's not forget about him. Right, of course. Um, definitely iconic. Yeah. When when he came on the scene, that was huge. Supermodel. But what, what I see, what I want to be in the media eye is just a gay black male. Gotcha. To say you know. I am gay and I am okay. Yes. And not saying that RuPaul's not a male in and stuff like that. I'm just saying like he does like drag he does like drag right, shows and right, stuff like that. Right. I just want like Well Frank Ocean. Like Frank Ocean, you know? But he's not iconic. You gotta think of no. like icons. Well know? it's gonna be hard to be iconic because they're out and gay. Right. Right. Well that's why I always go to James Baldwin. But um I mean for Anybody, though. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, a gay icon. You know, like, Prince had that, even though he didn't admit it. He wasn't it to gay. Him. Well, right. Well, we <laughs> don't know. Madonna and Prince because <laughs> are not gay. <laughs> but that's the point. Prince They're major a- allies. Yeah, it's the allies. <laughs> allies. I mean, I'm like, who is the most successful gay icon? Okay, what's their names? Those old... Yeah, we got producer Shar helping us on this. But also, um, Ian McKellen, the actor. From what was he? he, What was he in? He was in, like, was it Harry Potter? I don't know what he was in. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. And then, um, what's the other one? There's lots of gay white men that are. He wasn't in Harry Potter. What was he in? Lord of the Rings. Same thing in my head, too. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Omar? No, I no. have not watched Game of Thrones. We are not part of the Game of Thrones crew. <laughs> we are, I mean, some people will be laughing at us right now that we don't understand. <laughs> that we don't jokes. understand, right. That got jokes, but whatever. No, but this is a major issue. But this like, is there... a major issue. We need more people to be out. I mean, Boy George finally came out. You know, George Michael finally came out. But like, what? After, After he was arrested in the bathroom. Right. I mean,. It's hard. I mean, there's not. I I feel you. I I I think you're right. It's like yeah, and even transgender says, icons. Yeah, I'm reading an article from Huffington Post. Um, they actually said, um, quoting back to Frank Ocean, no mainstream black male hip hop artist had ever come out until Frank Ocean did in July 2012. 
So we just have just Frank Ocean. Sweet. And I just wish he would do more. Right. Like the last thing he did was he tweeted out a picture of him working with Beyonce. Right. And then that had to automatically come down. So that, that got taken off the internet. But I just wish he did more stuff resulting. I just wish his next he album. Needs a hit song. Yeah. Like a hit song would just shut the naysayers down. Mm-hmm. And then there was a he's, football he's player. And he has a Grammy. I know, right? <laughs> and there was Michael Sam. But then he only got played for a season and then let go. <laughs> the football player that kissed his Yeah, yeah, TV. yeah. I mean, that was huge. And about, like, yeah, they were saying there are a lot of um, gay um, athletes, like football players, basketball players, but they're just not out. No. Yeah, there was a, I wish I could find that quote. I think there was a basketball player, too, that recently came out. But then, you know, they succumb to other, you know what, it's just going to take some generations. Because look at, look at young kids today that don't really trip on gender identity or i know yeah we were just saying that about um whatever you know they're gonna they're gonna grow up and be the team managers and the team players and the team owners yeah it has to come from the top down yeah this generation of like the 2000 kids are gonna be amazing i mean that's when you have like the the president saying you know you must stand up for gay rights and transgender rights i mean that it comes from the top down right so you know we've had obama hopefully we get another good person in that will speak the same language and not these hateful trolls on the right, right side. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. We have to elect somebody that's going to, you know, keep the work that Obama and Hillary has been doing for years. Let's keep it going. You know, let's keep pushing up that hill. And I would say a lot of people in Congress are Democrats. So let's just put that out there. Well, yeah, there needs to be more. <laughs> they need to take back Congress. Yeah. I mean, and, and, well, this is the point. A lot of people should run for for office. Yeah. Because these folks that get in office, you know, I mean, it's these narcissistic, like, fear-mongering, hate-trilling trolls that, you know, are speaking to a far-right, smaller demographic to, to get in and, and keep preaching their hate. I mean, the fact that Cruz has gotten this far is just that people are tired or don't care. More people need to rise up bottom line you know it's just good common sense that everybody should just have the same same access and same uh treatment <sighs> that got me riled up and pissed okay, yeah it so just got made me what's sad what's going on <laughs> so i'm just going to bring it back to you know the bay area where we have a lot of amazing talent here and a lot of gay talent as well Hello. like let's just shout out kalani she's bisexual as well kamaya which is a rapper you know we have a lot of talent here. Based a lot in of, Oakland? Based in Oakland. Okay. We have a lot of queer talent. And we Absolutely. are getting some shine, you know, out here. And I have a lot of gay male friends that are singers and dancers and performers. And I feel like the work that they're doing should be seen more on a broader basis, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, how do we do that? We need to, like, start a collective of, of performers and writers and... Well, how we start is with social media. Yeah. You know, we have to just flood social media. You know, they want to take out, they want to take down posts of stuff. Let's just keep putting them up, putting them up, yeah. putting them up, you know, yeah. and keep talking about, you know, keep the conversation going. I love it. No, I'm all, I'm all over that. That'd be great. And, and I mean, the thing is, like you said, for somebody to be out, really the only person we can point to is, is Frank Ocean. It's Frank Ocean. I know. 
Because that's the only one that comes to my mind, too. Yeah. And I mean, there is a backlash of being in the spotlight. So I feel like that's why a lot of um, gay Black artists don't want to come out because they feel like, you know, when you're an artist, you want it to be strictly about your music. You don't want your personal life selling your music. You know, how some artists do that. You know, no shade, no tea. But (laughs) (laughs) you don't want that. So I feel like that's what they're kind of, it's like they want to come out and they want to be who they are and show support of the community, but they don't want that to overshadow their music, you know, because it will overshadow their music, you know, and I feel, I think, and I know that's why Frank Ocean backed out of the spotlight was because he saw that a lot of the, um, a lot of the interviews and the questions were about his personal life. It wasn't about and his sexuality. And his sexuality. It wasn't about his uh, Grammy, his Grammy award winning album. What um what made what made him um how did he create the album? Where did he get his inspiration from? Nobody was asking them questions mm-hmm. to him. They were all asking mm-hmm. about who he's dating and stuff right, like that. Right. Yeah, they're treating him like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because how many women have had to fight for just talk about my art? Don't talk right. about my outfit. Right, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you know, so what I'm yeah, yeah, you know. Well, and when is he on tour right now? He's not on tour. He's back in hiding, just writing away. You know, constructing. Okay. Well, we're sending you creative love, Frank Ocean. Yes, all the vibes. We want you to come out with like the biggest hit song ever. <laughs> you know, maybe it's his name. I always trip on it, then I think of Billy Ocean. <laughs> I think of like that ridiculous old song. Anyway. Yeah, he needs to come out with a song that just sets it all straight. And I got like, you know, no pun intended. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that is a Frank Ocean hit. Yeah. that song. And other thing, last thing I'm going to say is timing is a lot of, a lot of the radio station. And we got to, and the other thing, you got to call in on these radio stations and, and, uh, and the man that they played like these gay artists. Yeah. Because, you know, that's gets them mainstream and recognition. Absolutely. How do you think these politicians like support these ridiculous bathroom bills it's like all these hate mongers are writing and calling right them, making them think like oh no i've got support right. yeah they're getting support from the people who organize and vote and everybody right. else just watches it on tv and goes oh how can that happen right well it what happens you because you you're it. sitting there not doing what you're supposed to do as an american right. citizen right thank you Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's calm down. <laughs> I know. There's been a lot this week. Just a lot to get upset about. But we're getting close to Pride season. Hey, Pride. We're getting close. We've got another month, and then we'll be in the month of June. Bride and Pride season. Yes. So what are you going to do? Well, I kind of feel sad on that issue, too, because a lot of my friends are like, I'm over Pride. I don't want to do Pride. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, like 23? Yes. And what are they over pride? What does that mean? They're just over the whole, you know, just the pride shenanigans and... And crowd and And party. crowd and stuff. I'm like, no, we have to come out. And let me let me say this. Okay. okay. It, they do have a foot to stand on with that because a lot of straight people do come to um, pride, you know? Mm-hmm. It's been crowed. I think mom told me this. A lot more straight people are attending these events, right. the pride events, which... Well, because they know we know how to throw a party. Right. <laughs> that or it could be some hate behind it you never know but um i just want to shout out to all my friends out there and anybody out there that's thinking not to come and support pride come and support your community don't don't do that you have to come and support you know come with your pride colors and your smiles and and just have a good time. Yes, yes. We need to strengthen numbers for strengthen sure. Strengthen numbers. Yes. Wear your pride colors. Strengthen numbers. That's what we have to do. We have a lot to celebrate. There's too much pain in the world already. We have to come together, not fall apart, is what I say. Um, so, yeah. 
this this has been an intense week. I mean, Hafani Shakur just died this morning. Uh, we're mourning Prince. Um, Still Bowie, mourning Prince. Yeah, <laughs> year. Um, you know, we're coming up on Pride season. We just want people to come together and um, social media shout outs, you know, positive affirmations. And for the gay community at large, especially older ones, mentoring younger ones, bring folks up to this glorious feeling that is our pride in our history. We yeah. have history and culture to be proud about. Yeah. We are the artists. We are the painters. We are the musicians. Right. We rule the, the world. We're the party starters. <laughs> we're Jack and Marmar, keeping it real. And queer. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you soon.